Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 30 of Quick Cuts, a plastic surgery podcast. On today's episode, we discuss naso-orbitoethmoid fractures, or NOE fractures for short. And we'll start with a review of relevant anatomy. The NOE complex is the confluence of multiple bony structures, including the nasal bones, the frontal processes of the maxilla, the nasal process of the frontal bone, the lamina papyricea of the ethmoid bone, the lacrimal bones, and the sphenoid bone. Inserting centrally on these bony midface structures is the medial canthal tendon, which suspends the eyelid from the medial orbit. More specifically, the medial canthal tendon originates laterally from the orbicularis oculi, as well as the superior and inferior tarsal plates, and has anterior, superior, and posterior limbs that insert medially on the lacrimal crest of the maxilla, the frontal bone, and the lacrimal bone, respectively. These split insertions of the medial canthal tendon surround the lacrimal sac, which sits in the lacrimal fossa. There are multiple classification systems for describing fractures of this NOE complex. The most common, however, is the Markowitz and Manson system, and is used to describe three patterns of injury. In type 1 injuries, there's a single, large, central fracture fragment to which the medial canthal tendon remains attached. Type 2 injuries involve a comminuted fracture in which the insertion of the medial canthal tendon remains intact to a central fragment. Type 3 injuries are the most severe and involve a fracture pattern in which the comminution extends through the insertion site of the medial canthal tendon with avulsion of the tendon. We'll talk next about the evaluation and management of the NOE fracture patient. First and foremost, a facial trauma patient is still a trauma patient, so the first step in evaluation is always ATLS protocol. This should include assessment for cervical spine injuries, which have an incidence of about 10% with maxillofacial fractures. Any facial trauma patient receives a comprehensive facial trauma exam. On physical exam, findings in patients with NOE fractures may include periorbital edema and ecchymosis, as well as subconjunctival hemorrhage. The nasal bridge may be displaced or depressed, and bony step-offs may be palpable. Displacement or avulsion of the medial canthal tendon may produce shortening and rounding of the palpebral fissures along with telecanthus which describes widening of the distance between the bilateral medial canthi with an unchanged interpupillary distance. It should be noted that these findings may be difficult to appreciate initially in the presence of significant edema. The integrity of the medial canthal tendon can be manually evaluated, however, by palpating for crepitus or mobility at its insertion site, as well as assessing for laxity or instability of the medial canthus while distracting the lower lid laterally. The presence of clear rhinorrhea on your physical exam may be indicative of a CSF leak associated with the injury and should be sent for laboratory analysis. The presence of beta-2 transferrin is confirmatory for a CSF leak. Radiographically, a thin-cut CT is the study of choice for evaluating facial fractures. Both clinical and radiographic findings are typically used to guide treatment decisions. The goals of NOE treatment are to restore a normal intercanthal distance, restore normal nasal contour and projection, and to restore the normal soft tissue contours of the medial canthal region. The majority of NOE fractures require surgical management with open reduction and internal fixation. 
Non-operative management is typically only reserved for type 1 non-displaced fractures with preserved integrity of the medial canthal tendon. A variety of surgical approaches and fixation techniques have been described for NOE fractures, but a detailed description of operative techniques is beyond the scope of today's podcast. Broadly, various combinations of coronal, periorbital, and maxillary vestibular approaches may be used for exposure, with plates and screws commonly utilized to fixate larger fragments. Increased comminution may require adjuncts such as transnasal wiring. Avulsion of the medial canthal tendon may also require transnasal wiring and or suture fixation. The use of bone grafts may additionally be required in severely comminuted fractures. Postoperative care may include soft tissue bolsters or splinting to aid with edema management along with head elevation. Patients are generally instructed to avoid nose blowing to prevent orbital emphysema. In regards to complications, inadequate reduction, nasal reconstruction, or soft tissue management in the treatment of the fracture may result in persistent cosmetic deformity. Injury to the lacrimal system may result in excessive tearing referred to as epiphora. While epiphora in the short term should be managed with observation, persistent epiphora lasting greater than 3 to 6 months should be evaluated with further studies. The Jones tests can be performed to evaluate the patency of the lacrimal drainage system. And that ends our discussion on NOE fractures. I hope everyone's continuing to enjoy the podcast. Feel free to subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. You can find my entire audio collection along with other great online resources at theplasticsfella.com. You can reach me with questions, suggestions, or feedback about the podcast at jakemarksmd at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at jakemarksmd. Thanks for listening. See you next time.